Hello and welcome back to It's Your Money, where we clear away the financial fog and make sense of savings, investments and money in general. This time, how would you pay your bills if you couldn't work? We live in an uncertain world and losing your job due to illness or injury can be a real source of anxiety. A survey for the charity Shelter found that 45% of private renters in England were just one paycheck away from being unable to pay their rent. So it's no wonder that lots of people want to look at income protection insurance, also known as permanent health insurance, as a precaution. But what is it? How does it work? And is it right for you? I'm Andrew Harrison, and here to make sense of it all, as usual, it's Andy Mayer. Hello, Andy. Hi, Andrew. It's good to be with you. Glad to have you here. And we have a special guest with us. Richard Bradley is a protection consultant with LV, the leading UK life and pensions mutual insurer. Hello, Richard. Hello there, Andrew. Hi there, Andy. Thank you very much for uh, allowing me to come onto your podcast today. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. So the, the title, the name Protection Consultant is a bit ominous. I was, I was slightly alarmed to read that. What does, a, what does a protection consultant do? Not like in The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> um, protection Consultant is um, a term that we use here at LV, um, but most of the advisors know me as an account manager. So my role here is basically to support advisors like Andy, Andy Mayer. So if uh, advisors need any product knowledge or they're not sure about how a product works or they need um, training um, or there's a, a problem with, you know, their systems, they can't submit business to us. And so we are there to actually support them. That's the main role we have. So before we start, we've got division of labour on this podcast because Richard, you're going to you're going to do descriptions, but Andy's going to do advice. Perfect. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to give advice. That's well, if you are, I'm out of a job. So <laughs> let's keep it like this. So Richard, let's start off with what exactly is permanent health insurance, aka PHI. Okay. So well, PHI is an old term that was used. A long time ago um, but now these days it's more commonly known as income protection or IP for short so it is a product that covers clients um, if they're off work due to sickness or injury and they're unable to do their day-to-day occupation and primarily it pays out a monthly benefit to them so after their waiting period has passed in order to give them peace of mind they'll get this monthly benefit paid to them And therefore, that can then go towards paying their household bills, their mortgage, their rent or their general outgoings. Richard, how's it different from, say, permanent disability insurance? Okay, so, I mean, whilst I go through this podcast with you, I am going to use like a scenario, if that's okay. Okay. I'm going to have a couple uh, called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And they're both 35-year-olds with a 30-year mortgage. And Mr. Smith has a bad back. And Mrs. Smith suffers from anxiety. Now, this will come more apparent as we go through the podcast. But with permanent disability insurance, again, that is probably best place for Andy to answer rather than myself. Um, So, Andy, over to you. So when you've got permanent disability insurance, what you're looking at is a disability. Mm -hmm. When you've got income protection, you are looking to protect your income with a wider range of illnesses, injuries, And it's got a far wider range of outcomes than just a disability insurance. Okay. And like I've just said, the one that we've seen more apparent recently, especially since COVID, is the mental health issues. Now, I mean, I realise I'm asking kind of how long is a piece of string here, but 
you know, how long do you tend to be covered for? How many months' salary can you expect? Is it is it dependent on what you pay in or what policy you choose? How long is a piece of string? Um, well, you are covered for 60% of your salary. Okay, that's what you will be covered for. Um, and it gives you a monthly benefit. So the monthly benefit can be paid out until the term ends. So if your pay, if your term is ending at retirement age, which is currently what, 67, then it will pay your monthly benefit up to um up to that um, age, or you can actually have a shorter term if needs be. Um, But on a side note, we do have an award-winning risk reality calculator, uh, which does use population and industry statistics, and it is a valuable tool, especially for advisors to use, because it actually calculates the percentage of being unable to work short and long term. It also gives percentages of uh, the risk of passing away, and a percentage, or an overall percentage, of all of those things happening. Now, if we just go back to our 35-year-old couple with their 30-year mortgage, I did some analysis on them, and they both have a 52% chance of being unable to work for two months or more. So half of that working working life, something may actually happen to them. They also, you know, they have a 23% chance of suffering a serious illness as well. 8% chance of death. So we don't like talking about that, but that's (laughs) what it is. Um, But overall, they do have an overall percentage of one of those things happening of 59%. So it's a really useful tool to actually use while you're, you know, speaking to clients to get them interested in protection. Now, Andrew, I did actually do some research on yourself. Oh, God, on me? (laughs) Right, okay, I wasn't expecting this, but let's see how it goes. (laughs) Chance of death, 100% eventually. (laughs) Especially after your football (laughs) season. Well, don't start. (laughs) Um, I did some research on yourself. So up until retirement age, yourself, you actually have a 19% chance of being unable to work for two months or more. Okay, so suffering an injury or an illness. Um, You have 11% chance of something seriously happening to you. The nasty one that we we don't like talking about, you have a 5% chance of death. I'm I'm doing better than Mr. and Mrs. Smith, though, so I feel good about that. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So... But and they do have an overall chance of something that happening to you of twenty five percent. So as you can probably you know, you know, see here that the importance of having protection is a must. I'm beginning to regret coming on this podcast now. I'm full of full of full of fear. But no, it's okay. There are only percentage chances. I I, I understand this. So tell me then. Um, Richard, give me an idea of what the premiums are like. Safe. Let's start with Mr. and Mrs. Smith because they are our, our benchmark. They've got a 30 year mortgage. They're what, 35, are they? What salary are they on? It is very difficult to, you know, denote an exact premium, okay, because there's a number of factors taken into account that makes up that premium. So you've got the client's age, you've got the smoking status, and their occupation. That denotes the premium. So it is a very difficult question to answer because it is done on a you know case by case basis, um, and also there might be some other factors as well. So if they've got like pre existing health conditions, once the underwriters have reviewed them, there may be a premium loading or an exclusion. Say, um, so to answer that question about how much you know you can, you can expect to pay is a difficult one for me to answer unless Andy has a scenario. I believe he does. One of the things we found very useful is, Richard's right, they've got an excellent calculator about the risk potential yeah. of people, but 
Most people on insurance have a limited budget, what they want to spend, mm-hmm. apart, obviously, from my pet hate. And it's nothing against my dog, but we seem to have an unlimited budget for the pet insurance in this country. You really hate pet insurance, don't you? <sighs> Drives me nuts. You're going to masquerade as a dog. Be <laughs> but what people can do, which is one of the things I really like, is you can buy an income protection policy that only pays out for a maximum of, say, one year or two years. Mm-hmm. And if you're still off work after two years, there is generally some life-changing illness you've had or injury. And that keeps it affordable. We found that we, we've... I've just recently this morning done a quote for someone who's in their 50s. It's a £1,000 a month for a two-year payment period, and it's £35 a month. Right. Now, that's literally not far off a pound a day or less than somebody's coffee bill, Andrew. Well, to be honest with you, it's a round of drinks in London. I'm, 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 <laughs> Is that just for me and you? That's what, That's why my risk of death is going up and up. <laughs> it's not the drink, it's the price of it. Uh, so that's interesting to know. Yeah. But it depends, and Richard's right, what you have to look at is people's, what we would call essential living. Mm. So some people insure their essential living to pay the mortgage, the rent, Etc. But we did a piece of research for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, who we had added 10 years to Richard's Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and <laughs> made them 45. They're very popular. Right. We worked out that if they lost two years of their savings mm-hmm. to, into pensions and individual savings account and then had to use their savings, it could actually affect their retirement by 20% of their savings. So when they came to 67 to retire, their savings pot was 20% less. Hmm. which meant the pot ran out at 85, not sort of 83 to 85, sorry, rather 95 to 99. So when people, yeah. Dra- that's honest- like 15 years. Yeah, honestly, because you you take your savings out to survive. Yeah. We have this belief in this country that the state will pick it up. It mm. pays under £100 a week, which again is less than your drinks and coffee bill, especially in London. So people don't see that. And yet it massively impacts people's ability to retire and so that's why we say if for some people there's only a, so much you want to spend but for 10 pound a week 40 pound a month in your 40s you can get a policy that will cover you to a point and if you've got two household incomes coming in you might only need to cover if you both pay 1500 pound a month into your joint account you might only have to cover your essential living the 1500 pound mm. if you want to cover your pensions things like that you can which is better but it's to make sure you're not left with credit card bills, mortgage late payments, and things that go on your credit history, but also affect you for the next 10, 15 years. Going back to premiums, I, I realise this may also be somewhat of an abstract question, but <laughs> do they generally go up just in proportion to salary and your personal circumstances? Or do they, broadly speaking, get, you know, the more you earn, the less you pay, per, you know, proportionately? You can opt for um, level cover, which means the premiums will stay the same throughout the term of the plan. Or you can actually opt for indexation, where the premiums and the um, monthly benefit would actually go up with the retail prices index. So it will go up each year. Um, So we do have that element as well on there. Are there other factors apart from, obviously, your state of health, the risk in your profession, I'm presuming that lion tamers get quite high premiums, whereas, <laughs> you know, I don't know, people who work at home, it's a bit, a bit less. Are there other factors, for instance, that, 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 oper- that influence these premiums? I've already mentioned about the, you know, the client's age, their smoking status and, you know, the occupation is a big, you know, the driver for the premiums. Um, but also, as I mentioned before, 
the underwriting as well. So if you have got pre-existing health conditions, that could have an impact. But I do emphasise the word could. It's not always going to be like that because it does depend. Are there ways of bringing the premiums down, making them cheaper? Obviously, I presume that giving up smoking uh, would help, although if they find you've been smoking away for 25 years, it might not make that much difference. Are there other ways to bring the premiums down? There are. I mean, IP is good value for money. Um, But if you do want to make those premiums cheaper, then you can opt for a budget version, Okay, whereby the claim period here at LV would last for either one or two years, whatever the client wished to choose. So like Mr. Smith with his bad back, if he was to have like a reoccurrence of his condition, okay, and he was on a two year budget, IP plan or one year budget IP plan, then he can have multiple claims as long as he's back at work for a minimum of six months. And that wouldn't actually affect the premium. So even if he's making multiple claims, it's not going to affect the premium at all. Andy, on the advice side, is this right for absolutely everybody or are there more, certain people for whom it's more useful than others? Yeah, there are certain people this is definitely more useful for. So mm. self employed people, mm. it should be a must. If you work in, say, a defined benefit scheme such as teaching, you're generally on six months full pay, six months half pay. So you've got a year's worth of benefits to survive. But an awful lot of people go into new jobs and think there is a st- there is like some form of job security, there is some form of sick benefit. And when you actually find out, it could be five days after a year, it could be five days for five years. But when most people, the stat you had at the start, most people are one month away hmm. from problems. Most people go to companies, unless they're a big multinational, there's very little sick pay. And it is for people. People always say to me, I've got a new job. I'm on 5% pension and matching 5%. But they never ask what the ill health benefits are, hmm. which to me is the wrong way around. If you know what your ill health benefits are, you've protected you and your family. And you're probably protecting the dog insurance as well. It's always the dog insurance <laughs> with you. Um, have people's attitudes to this changed since the pandemic? Because that was such a massive shock to the working world yes i think there's more people now aware of what happens if you get ill and i think i've seen some people have different issues since the pandemic and i think there is now this realization that maybe we work too hard in this country but there's also a realization that if you are long-term sick Hmm. you're not going to get covid payments off the government so i think people are now starting to go what about protecting my future my family's future and the dog's future what should people – I'm just going to let the dog pass this side. There's dogs with you. Um, what should people look for in the policies? Though? Are there particular things they should keep an eye out for? No, I think the policies nowadays are pretty robust. I think people always assume insurers want not to pay. Our experience is if you're fully honest with an insurer, you send the proposal through, you admit you're a smoker, you're a non-smoker, you admit your alcohol content. One of the things you asked about – what can affect the premiums? Obviously, it depends on if you do dangerous sports like your skydive or something like mm. that, or you're, you're a helicopter pilot in your spare time. But generally, I think it's risk management. Yeah. You be honest with the underwriters. We've seen, we've never had a claim declined by anybody. And I know most insurance companies are looking to pay out as long as you're not dishonest. I think it's a, such a valuable piece of mind insurance because, again, If you look at, we insure a car because we drive it every day. It has a value. Mm. Yet the only thing in most houses that produces cash is the people working. Mm. And we don't insure the people working. 
Richard, you mentioned that you've got, as well as there are fictional Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you, you, you may have some uh, you know, scenarios of claims that you've dealt with, it's the sort of type of things, types of illnesses, types of ages. Can you tell us a little bit about the kind of stuff that you've seen and how this has been able to help? Yeah, I mean, recently uh, we've issued our claim statistics for last year. And from this data, we've actually paid out 92% of income protection claims so just paying just shy of £14.7 million, which actually has supported over a 1,000 families. Now, some of the common illnesses that are claimed upon are musculoskeletal, so bad backs, Mr. Smith, he's been covered. Um, we also cover cancer. We're also covering Mrs. Smith with anxiety, with mental health as well. Um, fractures are covered, you know, and also COVID still as well. Now, Our youngest client who made a claim was 22 years old, so quite young. Um, And the longest claim actually lasted for 37 years, just to give you a bit of context. 37 years. Now, our average claim length is around about five years and three months. And our average age to claim is up until around about 45 years old. So those are some type of the actual, you know, things that we're seeing that people are claiming upon. Okay. Um, and are there any kind of legal changes on the horizon or changes happening in the market? Are there new products coming out? Is, is the approach to it from the industry changing at all? Um, no, I mean, there's not any new products that LV are thinking of um, proposing at the moment. We're constantly involving. Um, but Andy, I'm not sure if you heard anything else in the market with might be happening no i think what's happened with income protection though over the last 20 years it's become a lot more robust i think Mm. there is a lot more flexibility you can buy one year payouts two year payouts five year payouts you can have a waiting period of four weeks eight weeks 13 weeks and even for our teachers who are slightly worried that if they're long-term ill you can buy a waiting period i.e they don't pay out for a year all right there is so many flexibilities so if someone says well i get paid out for 18 months we can get them a policy that will pay out after 18 months in case they're worried. Because like Richard said, the average claimant with LV is five years. So if someone's on a year at work, we can insure after the year. So they're, they're really flexible. And I like the fact now that you can, if your job goes from 40 grand to 20,000, you can Im- impact the amount of benefit you want and you can contact mm. the insurer. And I think it's a really good, I took one out the minute I set Mayor Brownsford up because I was terrified I'd have to go back into teaching. Well, that, that is a big incentive. <laughs> it was after living in Stoke-on-Trent and teaching in a school, you go, that's me done with kids and teachers. But it was my get-out-of-jail card if something went wrong. Right. And I know I drone on about this, but I there was a great story, actually, from yesterday. I was doing a Zoom with a client, and he's, I've asked him if he didn't mind this story being shared. So I've known Rich 20 years. He says, well, let me show you my webcam from my car accident. I said, what do you mean? God. He shows us the webcam. This is bizarre. A tree falls on his car, writes the car off. Mm. A second later, it wouldn't have landed on the engine. It would have landed on the roof, which either means death or long-term illness. One second, this guy who's one of the wittiest human beings, I love our meetings because he makes me giggle, has a serious different issue. And that's one second. Now, it sounds dramatic, but that is how close it can get to, to being a life-changing injury. And it just made me realise that we often talk about the cancers and things like that, but this is just a guy driving back along a road and a yeah. tree decides to snap. Unbelievable. But he's okay. He's fine. Obviously, the car's been written off. 
but he'd insured his car. Right. I mean, that's why the risk reality calculator is good because, you know, the risk of death, you know, is eight, you know, 8% for this couple. You know, you just don't know what's around the corner. Well, plenty to think about there, not least for me. Um, (laughs) I've got the application form with me. Richard, your job is done. (laughs) Sorry, Andrew. That's all right. (laughs) Listeners, we've come to the end of this edition of the podcast. We hope you found it useful. Plenty of food for thought there. Thanks to our special guest, Richard Bradley from LV. Thank you very much. And thank you, of course, to Andy Mayer. Uh, What are you up to next, Andy, after we finish recording? I'm going to spend the weekend hoping Celtic win another treble, and I'm going to emphasise another treble, and then spending next week panicking that the manager's off to Spurs. All of these things could happen. You can't oh. insure against them, Andy, I'm afraid. I'm going to go home and worry about the cat insurance because uh, <laughs> you've planted that seed. Listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you found it useful. Remember to follow It's Your Money on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. The next edition will then come to your phone automatically and seamlessly. We hope you found everything useful today. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>